This meeting is being recorded. This meeting is being recorded, by the way. Now, Phil, you do have a pretty significant sort of like echo going on right now. Do I? Yeah, like normally your voice sounds so super clear on the podcast and you sound a little bit distant and echoey. I just wonder if your microphone still isn't working correctly. Let me check. I sound okay? You sound great. Okay. Oh, wait. Is that better? Oh, that's way yeah. better. Great, yeah. great, great. Yeah, there we uh, it keeps uh, the last like week or so when I've been like trying to record with people, it's been uh, it's been switching back to all my old default settings. Like every oh. single time I reboot my computer, so you know who's you know who's behind it, Weasel McGreed. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about Weasel McGreed. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Weasel McGreed tonight. <laughs> Is that oh. from the chapter books? Yeah, well, it's in the, from the 85 cartoon series, and then it's in all of the uh, Bear Scout like chapter books. Yeah, the Bear Scouts, oh, no. not the, the bear... regular chapter books. Correct, yeah. yeah. See, I didn't watch the cartoon or read the Bear Scout books. So oh, my Brad, goodness. It's all you. Oh, my God. Well, that's going to be great. Oh, I want no. you just to, Jeremy, I just just make stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm just going to be in the background and be like, mm. <laughs> yes, queen. Yes. Hey, Brad, I won that sticker book for $15.50. No one even good, bid against me. Good Woo-hoo. for you. That's awesome. It's probably exactly the same as the other one besides the barcode, but I'm like, I need to see. Gotta get all those barcodes. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week I'm back. I'm actually doing this show again. I haven't done Deep in Bear Country in a few weeks, took some time off, things got overwhelming, and I just sort of ran out of steam. And what better way to bring back the Berenstain Bears, bring the show back then with two guys who you know and you love more than you love me i am quite sure because you're tired of me but you're not tired of these two guys they're the best it's the collectors it is bradley and jeremy welcome back guys thanks Thank phil and we us nor anybody else could ever get sick of you or your voice I agree with that. Like, I, I never would be sick of you, Phil. And I uh-huh. get sick of people sometimes. Well, you've never <laughs> dated me. So that's a uh, that's a bridge that uh, that many have crossed and very few have returned to. Well, I've never uh, dated anyone. And that might be because I collect Berenstein Bear books. <laughs> <laughs> no one out there is listening. Jeremy Gloff on Facebook. <laughs> you, you know, that's actually really funny. It took me till I was like, you know, in my mid 30s to realize that my Berenstain Bears collection was probably significantly impacting um, my dating life or, or lack thereof. Totally a liability. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we get to be on this podcast, though. Thank you, Phil. But, you know, it, it, do you want to be with someone who doesn't who doesn't respect the collection? Desperately. No, absolutely yeah. not. No. <laughs> No, I don't Listen, either. I don't. <laughs> Companionship takes many forms, and I consider the brotherhood that we have through this podcast relationship enough for me. What do you think is the most attractive collection? Berenstain Bears, Smurfs, or Nancy Drew? Mm, little Critter. I've been on the Nancy. I've been on the Nancy Drew cruise, and I'll tell you that was not an attractive collection. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just kidding. If any of my friends are listening. Edit that out. <laughs> I did not even know there was a Nancy Drew cruise. I went on one. Oh, yeah. One wow. And one only. Was there an actual, like, 
Was there an actual on-ship mystery you had to like yeah. participate in? And they yes. had like the they had the illustrator of like the book covers and different speakers. It was pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. It you're was just... cool, but I did not fill my day card on that ship. <laughs> stuck on a boat. I mean, you're stuck on a boat. Yeah. Nancy Drew fans. So uh, this week we are doing something a little bit different just to get kind of back into the Bears groove. Uh, most people don't realize that this show is hosted on a uh, WordPress site. And that's like how I that's where I post all the episodes. They go to the RSS feed. They go out. I don't understand how it works. I've just been doing it this way for six years. The WordPress site, however, does have people who visit it and they comment on a few of the episodes, comment on episodes every once in a while. And sometimes they'll ask a question or they'll just sort of like pose an idea. So I don't always get a chance to answer those people because I am very responsiverse and have trouble uh, talking with people that I don't know. But I thought it'd be fun. Uh, also, Phil, you're just kind of a big deal. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know, it's true. And I do have two other podcasts and it just takes up so much of my time. Also a full-time job and a, I guess a family as well. But, you know, so I can't, I can't contact <laughs> Does your everyone. family listen to this podcast? Do they know that they're just sort of like last in, in, in the order of your priorities? Uh, Alana <laughs> listens to my podcast. And oh. uh, sweetie, I love you. Oh. Um, Thank you, Alana. She yeah, does she's listen. great. Yeah. <laughs> she listens to two of my podcasts, actually, but not, not all three. Um, so what I thought I would do is I'd take some of the questions or ideas posed by some of the listeners and just we sort of bounce around with them. And and uh, once we're done with that, maybe touch on a few just con- collector-related questions, what's going on in that world, and uh, just sort of get back into the bears, just chat about the bears for a while. How does that sound? I'm into it. Yeah. I'm down. Yes. So uh, I guess let's start out. Uh, this name popped up earlier, and uh, let's talk about it. So uh, why did Mercer Mayor Little Critter Books try to copy everything the Berenstain Bears did? Oh, uh, this is a Jeremy question okay. for sure. So I think I also have probably one of the biggest little critter collections in the United States. And everything, it's so true. Like everything in the Bernstein Bear world, there's a little critter one. Like the bath books with the soap. I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the My Stories coloring books. Like the coloring books, the lace-ups. There's a lacing card. Like everything corresponds. And from what I've gathered in my travels, it seems that the bears did it first. It seems. Yeah. So... Then when I found out that there's a little critter, like those damn darn book bundles from like Costco. Oh, they have those too? Oh, they sure do. And I have them all. <laughs> I have all the little critter ones, but not the Bernstein ones. Because they did uh, they did little critter uh, chapter books as well, right? Yes. Like where the little critters were all in junior high school. They did like a little religious series, but it only was like eight books. It didn't really take off. Yeah. 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 I remember Mike talking about that when we visited him, actually. Mm-hmm. He mentioned he was like, they were just at our heels, like every around every turn, like we'd do something and the little critter would do it yep. as well. They did the I can read books. They did that format. And then what was the other format? Step into reading. Step into reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the other ones are I can read, right? Yes. So I think there's both in both series. And those are just, there's so many of those. Little Critter is weird. Like, I never really got into Little Critter when I was a kid. Uh, I was always aware of it. It seemed like it started out more as like, almost like Arthur books. Like, they felt more like 
these sort of large format picture books that then became the smaller books, whereas Berenstain Bears kind of started out as much simpler books and then grew into longer books and more complex stories. Yeah, I think Little Monster was actually before Little Critter. Oh, those I forgot about Little, Little Monster, Monster books in the 70s, which I actually love. He he was a really great illustrator, Mercer Mayer. Mercer Mayer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got he got accused of, uh, people would talk about how he was aping on uh, Sendak style in his early career. Oh. Uh, that was what I, I always see that, heard. yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look at like early Mercer Mayer and then like Sendak's like Little Bear illustrations, like that, oh, yeah. that era, like there's a lot of similarity between his character designs. And that's if you're going to ape somebody's style, Sendak's a good way to go. Like that guy knew his business. The cool thing about the Little Critter book is you have to find the spider and grasshopper in each book. Mm. It's like they're always hidden in each book. See, that's something that Mike should have stolen. He should have had a hidden image in every uh, no, Mike, if you're book. listening, g- give it, <laughs> stick it back to him and start hunting him. Hiding like a honeypot in every book. <laughs> <laughs> so go back to earlier books, and like you did with like helmets for bicycles, and like add those, add secret images to everyone. It'll get you guys would have to recollect every <sighs> single title just to get the hidden honeypot edition. And I just want to piggyback on that really quick. I don't want to monopolize, but I want to know if every Chick Fil A book has a variation because I only have a few of them, and two of them do, but the rest of them didn't. I put out a call to the group and no one even commented. <laughs> yeah, do you know anything about that one, Brad? No, because my Chick-fil-A ones are still in plastic and I don't want to open them. Oh. So I just, I, but I kind of feel like maybe I should because we should go through them page by page and see if there are any other changes. But the reality is, and this is why I've always said, you should collect every edition of every book because you never know. And then we find out later there's more differences than just the barcode and this is further um uh proof and 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 um reason that you you have to be a completist you know if you're going to be a collector be a collector did uh, out of space and my roommates are mad at me (laughs) did the uh did the jeremy Jeremy, you you said that five years ago so (laughs) stop build another shelf are the chick-fil-a books in plastic so they wouldn't get chicken grease all over them yeah that's correct yeah, because uh, that's plastic same. so they wouldn't get homophobia on them. <laughs> <laughs> Sealed away. Well, the- I mean, I mean, he's not wrong. Right. <laughs> I still eat a Chick-fil-A, though. It, but the hug and makeup book, there's one where they're shooting daggers out of their eyes. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A takes away the daggers. I, th- the I found that book. interesting, and it was fun to talk with Mike about that, like the demands made by Chick-fil-A that uh, I was just confused because I was like, wait a minute, why don't they have helmets in one book and no helmets in the other, and they change Dead Man's Pass or whatever? It's uh, I... I just I find it fascinating that that there's this fan these phantom editions of Berenstain Bear books out there that nobody knows about. Are the Chick Fil A books rare? Are they hard to find? No, not at all. Are they? Well, bad? I mean, I mean, they are now oh, yeah. um, because you know most people just like threw them away, or they they don't realize that, like you said, that they're different. And um, I'd I'd say if if somebody went out right now and tried to find specifically the Chick Fil A edition. Of all, what were there, six or eight of those books? There are two groups of four. Two mm. groups of four, yeah, so eight yeah. total. Yeah, um, it would take a while to find specifically the Chick-fil-A sure. edition of each of those books because most people, when they list them for sale, they just say, oh, this is hug and make up. They don't say yeah. that it's the Chick-fil-A edition. Okay. Wow. Now, just wanted to add really quick, I believe the second group of four, though, were the Living Lights books. So they, they were probably already pretty sanitized before the, 
the Chick-fil-A publishing. I think the first four were from the regular series. So. That's correct. Yes, that is correct. Oh, okay. And that, yeah, that makes a little more sense along with Chick-fil-A. When I was a kid, Chick-fil-A was, it was the mall store that was allowed to close on Sunday. Like that's all we knew about <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Like it just, the, it was in this huge, the, it was in the, the, the food court, but it took up like a whole corner of the food court. Like it was a full size restaurant. And then on Sundays it would just be shut down, gated and no other store was allowed to do that in the mall. Wow. I'm from Texas. So, you know, they make those exceptions, <laughs> uh, moving on from the little critter book, I guess, and from Chick-fil-A, uh, uh, a lot of people had questions about Papa's manners, um, Papa and Mama's manners. Uh, uh, says, I guess the good manners chart only applies to Papa and the Cubs. Please, Mama, remember what the consequences for interrupting someone is. And why is Mama being rude to Papa? What happened to her manners? So what are you guys' thoughts? What are you guys' thoughts on Mama Bear? She gets she gets critiqued a lot in pop culture for being a bit of a, a scold and a bit of a know-it-all. But what do you what do you guys really feel about uh, about Mama here? <laughs> well, I mean, I can kind of identify with Mama a little bit, not because I'm a parent, but as a teacher. Mm. And I feel like if you have to correct someone's behavior, you're going to have to be a little bit of a scold yourself. And sometimes you're going to have to cut somebody off and interrupt them because they're just giving you um, a line. You're just you're hearing an excuse and Mama just has no time for that. I mean, it's sort of, um, you know, Mama sees the big picture, right? You know, you could critique her in the moment. You can critique Mama on a certain page of a certain book, but you have to look at the book as a whole. Otherwise, you're taking Mama out of context. Mm. Mm. Now, I'll add to this. Do you think they added that awful pink sweater vest to soften her image? I heard they were out of the pink sweater vest because they hated drawing the he, dots. Mike oh. hated writing, making polka dots. So I didn't with, know that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was Jan actually who who was like, "I'm adding a vest because I hate drawing all these polka dots." Yeah, that's kind of when Stan was was phasing out, and when oh. when Jan, Jan started doing them with Mike. Um, she added the extra little vest uh, so she didn't have to. She hated the polka dots. It How do you feel about the sweater vest? It's oh, a sorry. terrible vest. It looks like a, oh, it's terrible. It looks like a, it looks like a crossing guards vest. Like it's not yeah. fashionable. <laughs> but if you're, if you're trying to cover up dots, you may as well throw a vest on somebody. Or why didn't they stick with uh? Why didn't they stick with this costume design? The uh oh, <laughs> oh from. From the Go Shopping. The, From the Go uh, Shopping series. Wow. I, have, I, have, I have two stuffed Berenstain Bears. They are both Mama Bear and one is Go Shopping. So I feel like Mama Bear and the Polka Dots is pretty hip and cool. And I feel the one with the sweater vest would like live at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Speaking that's, of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that's accurate. That's, that is, that's a truth bomb right there. They should have given her just like maybe maybe like adjust the the, the tunics or the, the, the dressing gown so it goes down to her waist. Like make it like a little like baby doll dress and like give her like oh. a pair of like hot pink pants or something <laughs> tight I, pants i do love myself a pair of tight hot pink pants <laughs> yeah. so especially well, Mike, especially oh. on a mama bear mm -hmm. real mamas have curves <laughs> rawr rawr <laughs> oh, see this is what people accuse this show of being <laughs> i know i don't know <laughs> uh, no bears for me i stick with the twinks no <laughs> <laughs> 
to Chick-fil-A with back you. Back to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> back to Chick-fil-A. So here's another question. What's the deal with the weasels as bad guys? Uh, are they just run-of-the-mill bad guys? Are they conquerors who want to take the land for themselves and get rich? Or are they symbolic of the corruption of bear country? Are they land developers? What gives? If they're all about money, how are they going to get money? By selling the land back to the bears or other weasels? Now, that's a massive question. <laughs> well... I mean, first of all, they're weasels, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're going to be bad. Like, has there ever been a cartoon in the history of American animation in which uh, we didn't typecast our our animals, right? Um, so, for simple fact that, like, a weasel uh, has entered the popular vocabulary or vernacular as being... Um, uh, sort of an an evil person or a deceptive person. We know that they're just going to be bad. And um, when it comes to development, if you watch the original 1980s uh, cartoon series, they have this whole like underground lair, this bunker, and it's very highly developed. They've got computers down there. They've got special like slides and catapults, and um, um, they are into developing, but only developing the underground. So um, they're they're basically like really bad mobsters. And uh, I asked this, I put this question forward in uh, when I uh, did my one man show, which was the weasels have an entire network under bear country to such an extent that I don't know what they need the upper level. Like they, it's kind of like Skeletor in He-Man. Like you got your castle already. You pretty much own half the planet. You stand to gain nothing except just more land, I guess. But you have a lot already. You are you are well stocked. Or Megatron in the Transformers. Like he spends so much energy to get energy that he may as well just like kick back on his lore. If you have the ability to build a space bridge, you have the, you're, you're set, you're already set. So to me, that, that speaks to the weasel's origin as Saturday morning villains, which is they don't make any sense. Like they just, they're just there right. to be the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're the Gargamels. Uh, mm -hmm. Unlike the shredder, the Krang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unlike, yep. uh, unlike uh, Ralph ripoff, yep. who is the world's greatest villain. Um, I, I would also um, um, what is it? Frank Welker is he the what's is he the name of the guy who does mm -hmm. the um, the voice? He does the voice not only of uh, Ralph Ripoff but of all of the Weasels. He's mm -hmm. also in the original cartoon series the voice of um, Mayor Honeypot, uh, Mayor Honeypot, an actual factual, and Farmer Ben. So um, basically, like I, I just I love how like he is. All of the characters, whether they are good or bad, mm -hmm. whether they live above ground or below <laughs> ground, uh, Frank Welker just like basically single-handedly like voiced that whole series. So um, Frank Welker yeah. single-handedly voiced all of Saturday Morning in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> he was Megatron. He was Doctor Claw. Uh, he was pretty much. He was uh, well. He's now uh, well. He's Fred from Scooby Doo. Fred Scooby -Doo. always has yep. been Fred from Scooby Doo. He was half the Smurfs, half the Snorks. If you ever hear an animal make a noise in a movie nine times out of ten that noise was made by frank welker that's <laughs> just that, that is it. he also does animal noises so uh so, so yeah so that's that's the weasels um well and i think didn't 
wasn't there also a question on your blog about why are the weasels all like male? Yes. Well, I think that's because it was just they were saving money. They're like, we already got this guy who can do all these voices. Let's just make all the weasels men so Frank Welker can voice them all. Right. And we'll yeah. save on character designs as well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did Cousin Fred get a driver's license? What are his he parents? Doesn't, he doesn't have one. It's it's a motorbike. It's like a scooter. It's like you don't need a driver's license for that. I don't know anything about motorbikes. I don't know anything about if it do, if it's if it's less than fifty cc's or doesn't go more than thirty miles an hour. Anybody can get on that thing and drive it around. Now, which, However, book, which book was this in reference to? Yike, yike, where's my trike? That's right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> you even talked about it in your episode about yike, yike, where's my trike? I remember that. You were like, what, what, why is Cousin Fred riding a motorbike? How old is he? And that was one of those books that had like the little holes cut on the pages, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it's a great book. A yeah, peek aboard, peek aboard book. <laughs> yeah, I love that book. Yeah, it, I was stunned. I wasn't so much taken aback that Fred could drive as I was that Fred had something as cool as a motorbike. <laughs> right, because he's kind of nerdy, right? Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. He's the kid. He was so unpopular that he was essentially replaced with Ferdy Factual. Like, he's so nerdy he wears glasses. <laughs> It's the worst. I know. The worst kind of guy. I, <laughs> I never really got, I never really understood Cousin Fred. Like, I feel like he, he was in so many of the books, but he always kind of got short shrift. Like, he never even, like, rose to, like, the level of a Lizzie Bruin. Like, he was always just kind of, like, even in the Bear Scouts books, he never really mm. was much more than just, like, the, I read the dictionary for fun. And then he would just sort of give a definition. Like, I never really got a sense of what his personality was. Like, is he that friend? Be- is brother friends with Fred only because they're cousins? Like just because they're probably. about the same age and they're cousins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and mm. Fred has like, I bet it's that Fred has like the better toys too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I I think that's definitely true. He's the kid with the Nintendo 64. Um, so uh does Papa ever say oh wait, no, that's not the one I want to go to. Um uh Oh, there was a weird question about Leapfrog fan, the, the Leapfrog site. Um, I, someone asked if they, the Berenstain family gave permission for Leapfrog to use the Berenstain bears. And um, I mean, I'm going to assume that that was all. <laughs> that I they didn't, didn't secretly make a Berenstain bears books. Or I, I didn't really understand that question. I think somebody saw that Leapfrog had Berenstain bears related merch. Is that true? Like, I don't even know what Leapfrog is. It was like a like a children's book thing. You would like have like little cartridges, and they'd be storybooks. That, was there ever a Berenstain Bears leapfrog? Well, not that I know of. And I, but now that you're saying that, now I want to like do some Google searches of Berenstain yeah. Bears and leapfrog because uh, if there's something that I missed, my collection is incomplete. They're on the leapfrog wiki. Um, now, there were some, was there a Leapfrog, like, uh, cartoon series, like, animated show? I mean, there was. Because there were some DVDs that came out that had um, episodes <gasps> of Berenstain Bears on them and Leapfrog. And I was like, I don't know what Leapfrog is, but I bought them because there were Berenstain Bears episodes on those DVDs. So maybe this is asking about DVDs. I bet that's what it is. I bet someone saw, like, someone was on the Leapfrog wiki and saw the Berenstain Bears <laughs> mentioned and were like, okay. what? So, uh mystery solved okay there we go boom uh, chalk another one up to the old bear detectives <laughs> okay so moving on from that weird question does papa ever say sorry to mama 
Does Papa apologize to Mama? Mm, yes. <laughs> you guys seem stunned. Like, oh no, I can't. <laughs> Going over the books in my well, head. I mean, he he. They always. I mean, every time he does, he actually apologize. Of course, I mean, he has to. He I mean, has can to I think apologize. of a, a specific? I'm sorry, my dear. He has yeah. to have said that at some point. Yeah. I feel like number one, Papa isn't very self-aware. Number <laughs> right. two, he's also not malicious. So I think he he feels bad for his actions. Yeah, yeah. As much, I as, mean, as much as a man can, he's not like he's not the boyfriend from Midsummer. Like he's not like I guess you haven't seen Midsummer, but he's not completely <laughs> completely without feeling, and he's also not going to yeah. end up sacrificed in a pagan ritual uh, uh, somewhere in somewhere in the Scandinavian country. Except in the opening of the things, the Big Paw special. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's never forget that there is weird magic in bear country, and they don't touch on that enough. And I doubt the Living Light series will ever go into that. No. That is, that is a shame. Yeah. Well, I had to ask before it escapes my mind. Are you ever going to bring your one-man show to Fort Myers? Because didn't you have something booked that COVID destroyed? COVID destroyed. Uh, there was the Fort Myers Fringe Festival that uh, that COVID single-handedly took out. And I don't know if that thing's ever going to get back on, okay. on track. That was their first year, and it got oh, shut down. Oh, no. Uh, and okay. and as, as we all know, uh, Fringe Theater is not cheap to do. So oh. uh, I wonder if they lost a lot of their investment. Um, mm. uh, does Mama ever kiss Papa? <laughs> Does Mama ever kiss Papa? He might have, but Phil, you emailed Mike Berenstein and they took that book series off the market. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't remember, there was a uh, uh, illegal Berenstein Bear series that was coming out on Amazon that got ripped off the market. (laughs) What was that book called? There there supposed to be three of them. Yeah. Only the first one came out, the Drink Tequila. Is that what it was called? The Baron yeah. Bears? Too, too much tequila. Oh, too much tequila. Yeah. Uh, bless was... her heart, this girl kept trying to sell it in our collector's group, and I don't think it ever sold. What, what were the other two supposed to be called? Do you remember at all? Yeah, something about the internet. They go on the internet. Yeah, there was an internet one, and um, I mean, I can look real quick, because <laughs> the other two were on like the back cover of the tequila book. Hang on one second. I'll oh, go no. look. <laughs> I'm always a little remorseful that we didn't wait till they were all published until we reported them. So that would have been yeah, curious. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was. I just thought it was something that uh, Mike would have liked to know about. Yeah. Uh, because you know how weird people can get. People will see that and think it's an official product if it's too infiltrated. The, yeah. The the Berenstain Bears learn the internets, and the Berenstain Bears are gluten free and vegetarian and lactose and more. Isn't it Berenstein? Like oh, yeah, it's Berenstein. Yeah. Berenstein. Yeah. Oh, boy, that last one sounds like it's taken down. It's not taking any prisoners. It really isn't. Yep. Oh, boy. They're, they're not afraid to they're not afraid to step on everyone's toes. My right. goodness. I wonder how that author is doing. Like, I wonder if that author was just like, oh, man. He's still or, mad at us. He's probably still mad. <laughs> what if it's one of the people submitting these questions? Now, if you're out or, there, author, poor, and they, poor Kyle, poor Kyle poor Johnson. 
I wonder if he had published these and they just never got out there. Like, I wonder if he has a stack sitting at home. I wonder if he just did like, I wonder if he did the, uh, like the woman who did, uh, uh, what's her name? E.L. James, the woman who did 50 shades of gray, how it started out as, uh, uh, twilight fan fiction. And then she just like changed the first names and it became 50 shades of gray. I wonder if he's just going to do that with the Berenstain bears books, like just change the animal, make him like, and Andy armadillo or whatever, and publish it that way. We'll get the well, joke. What was the author that died in like his second book? It came out after he died. Maybe after Kyle passes away decades from now, the unreleased books will surface. Are you thinking of like the girl with the dragon tattoo or <laughs> you're, are you, I think you're thinking of Harper Lee. Yes. Oh. Yeah. If yeah. you, if you die and your legacy is unpublished, dirty Berenstain Bears books, like, I guess that's something. Like, I guess yeah. that's... I mean, it doesn't have the literary cachet of To Kill a Mockingbird, <laughs> but, you know. If his Go Tell a Watchman is uh, another dirty Berenstain Bears book, I yeah. guess. like the Gluten-free, that's... The, they're comparable. So, yes or no, um, does Mama so, ever kiss Papa? Yes, and I just found video, our photographic evidence of it. Oh, no. Now... The, I I can't say if it happens in a book for certain. I'd have to I'd have to flip through some. I suspect there's uh, an illustration of them kissing, especially if I'm thinking about like you know week at grandma's because they sort of like go on a second honeymoon. There mm. must be a picture of them smooching or yes. something. But there is a picture of um, from the stage show, the Berenstein Bears live. And I just did um, a Google image search of Berenstain Bears kissing, and Papa is kissing <laughs> Mama on stage in the Berenstain Bears musical. So, so uh, we know he kisses her. Yes, we just don't know if it's reciprocated. We don't. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep researching. So the Maybe next it's in the Chick Fil A editions. <laughs> The next question is, did you have a mama bear crush like I did with Papa? I guess, or vice versa. (laughs) Either of you guys ever have a crush on a Berenstain bear? No, I was, I liked little critter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I, um, I don't. (laughs) Brad, this is the most uncomfortable I've ever seen Brad look. Oh my God, Brad likes mama bear and we didn't realize it. You like the sitter. He liked the sitter. (laughs) Uh, Next question. <laughs> um, I'm why, gonna pass on that one. Why do the weasels in Raffish Ralph always try to cheat and trick Papa? Is it because he's an easy target or dupe? I am starting to believe it might be something more than that. Perhaps it is physical attraction or lust or liking him. I guess that's a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that if you're physically attracted to someone and you show it by by attempting to swindle or trick them or hurt them, that's a bad thing. Don't do that. You heard it here first. <laughs> don't don't act on your 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 attraction to somebody by by trying to dupe them. Don't be a weasel McGreed. Be a be a, a fruity factual. <laughs> now on the flip side, though. I've always been attracted to the the weasels and the mm. ripoff people. And I will say, after decades of failure of pursuing that kind of person, it does not work. Doesn't work. It does not work. So, well, historically, society may be attracted to the bad weasel. It's time to go to the next level and love ourselves a little bit more. I just found a brief snippet from the new animated series mm-hmm. um, of Mama... Uh, rubbing uh, noses or snouts with Papa. Oh, nuzzling. Yep. 
going back to this <clears throat> attracted to the bad guys thing. Uh, what about oh, I'm just, sorry, was that off topic? <laughs> what about just guys who live on houseboats like Ralph Ripoff? What about just the concept of a houseboat? Is that seen, attractive? I saw Madonna's body of evidence that took place on a houseboat. <laughs> and I, I will tell you, that was not attractive. <laughs> is that the one with Willem Dafoe? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. Is. <laughs> Willem Dafoe, on, I would pay money. Well, I would pay money anyway, but I would pay money to see a Berenstain Bears movie with Willem Dafoe as Ralph Ripoff. Oh, yes. To me, that is perfect casting. Mike, get on it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Can anyone suggest where I can purchase CBD palm 1,000 milligrams by Freed? Okay, now I actually found that this is uh, very easy to find on the internet. Yeah, you uh, but think. you do, but you do need to shop around because prices varied quite a bit. Like I found it anywhere from eighty-five to one hundred and five dollars. So um, you definitely want to shop around for that one. Is anyone here in a position to recommend sexy costumes? Thanks, Double X. Is anyone here in a position to recommend sexy? I love that the the phrasing isn't just where can I get sexy costumes. It's like, is anyone? I don't want you to put you out. Anyone here in a position to do right. this? Well, I will say that post COVID, my costume gets about as sexy as a pair of sweatpants and a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, about it. were were they wanting to know about um, like? A sexy mom, like a sexy Berenstain Bears. Oh, like furry people. Like, like I don't know. I think um, it's. I think it's along the same lines as the final question, which is, what is the density of CBD oil? Oh, it's it's one one gram per um, um, milliliter. I do believe. So, like, um, is the conversion the majority of the questions I get on my <laughs> blog are, of course, about CBD oil. And uh, things I cannot mention on the Berenstain Bears podcast because uh, that's what happens when you have a WordPress site. It just you just get every bit of uh, random spam. Uh, but I do shudder to think that somebody out there has made a sexy Berenstain Bears costume. Like I just uh, I don't. Oh, ever- yeah. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I feel like keep keep Bear Country. There's so everything is so tainted in the world that I need Bear Country to be pure. I need yeah. it to be pure. I need, it, I need it that way. Like, we know that they have healthy romantic relationships. Yes. They're well we know adjusted. that that's fine. We don't mm-hmm. need to think about all the details. I mean, I do think about all the details because that's I've been doing this for six years. Trust me, I've thought about all the details. Uh, the first book in the first time books is about childbirth. Like, yeah. obviously, certain questions mm-hmm. have been answered. Uh, so, you know, Mama and Papa have a healthy, happy relationship. Yes. Um, and uh, we don't ever need to think about that's it all, again. That's no. all you need to know. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, like, you, everyone knows I have, like, a raunchy side, whatever. But I don't even find, like, the parody Berenstein Bear book covers that funny. Like, yeah. it's just not funny to me. It's like, oh, okay, you, you're going to write something nasty on there. Like, it just seems like such an easy target. I don't the find fun- it clever. The funniest ones I've seen are the ones that uh, actually like try to incorporate other movies or other properties into them. Like they don't try to be like outrageous. They just try to like work the Berenstain Bears into like Battlestar Galactica or something. Like to me, that's that's amusing because that's people like taking the time to actually get the style down correctly 
and make it look like something the Berenstains would have illustrated. Like that's tough. That takes talent. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your take? Am I too much of a stick in the mud? A little bit. I love them. I think you they're great. I think some are obviously better than others, but um, I love memes in general. So okay. um, <laughs> I mean, you're a teacher. You gotta yeah. love the memes. How yeah. else are you gonna connect with the kids? That's right. Well, fair enough. Maybe I need to give him another shot. I, I I will say this about the Berenstain Bear parody covers. It's that, and I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, you, I see them so much because people send them to me a lot. Okay. And they, or they'll post them on Facebook and tag me in them. Like, get a load of this, and I'm always just like, hey, that's great. And it's always a picture I've seen about like 50 times. Okay, so maybe that's it. Maybe I did think it was funny the first time, but yeah, every, everybody that sent it to me, I think, thinks that they're the first person that ever sent it to me. And I, and I also say like, <laughs> there's a level of parody, and this goes along with that book that was published, the Tequila <laughs> book, which is there's a we talk, I think we talked about this. Like, it's really easy to take something that's not adult and just throw in a bunch of like yes. jokes and that's of satire. But to me, a good Berenstain Bears satire would require like really nail the style, uh, really choose a topic that is outrageous enough to be funny, but isn't just relying on the outrage to, 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 to sell it. And, uh, and I think you could make it work, but you, I mean, the three of us know the Berenstain Bears so well that it's, it'd be, it's, it's going to be hard to impress. So my question for you guys. So those are some bears, general bears questions. My big question for the two of you, it's been a while. Okay. What is going on right now in the world of Berenstain Bears collecting? What is the state of the collecting universe at this moment in time? Well, speaking of Ralph Ripoff, we had a, we're kind of monitoring our group because we're kind of being infiltrated by uh, Ralph Ripoffs. Yeah, we've had a couple scammers get into the group and pretend to uh, have collections and want to uh, uh, buy and sell. And um, I, I will admit, I even got scammed by one of them. Um, really? No, I only lost 20 bucks. But um, yeah, it definitely uh, reminded me. It's it's easy to think like in our Berenstain Bears group where everyone is nice and generous and wholesome yeah. and honest that you, you forget that it's still the internet. Right. And um, we there are and and also our group has grown significantly in the past year. There's now like I don't know like 600 people in the group or something. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it we we have to be much more careful about um, um, who's selling and and buying and all of that. Uh, but collecting in general, I think is is pretty good. Um, I've been able to pick up some kind of cool items for my collection, just, just different editions of things, um, that I didn't have. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, there, there's still stuff out there every once in a while, something pops up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never knew that would existed. I've never seen it. So that's always really fun. I just found something really rare. I found the photo album. Like a, like a, like put your own photos in this album, mm -hmm. photo album. Yeah. Brad got it years ago. I've had it for a long time and I literally have never, ever seen another copy. And this is something that Jeremy has wanted probably for almost 10 years. Yeah. And uh, it finally, it finally showed up. And the seller had it in a lot of like a 15 book. Or I think it was like even 20 books for $60. So I just hit buy it now. I didn't want to risk losing it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I emailed them like, Hey, I just want that one book. It'd be cool if you gave me a partial refund. And they did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they did well, not. How old is it? Like, when did it come out? 91. Mm. So it just sort of like was just riding the wave of bear popularity and 
They just put out yep. a photo album in case you wanted to store your family photos in a Berenstain Bears branded photo book. Absolutely. All my right. ver- and it said my, what does it say? My very first Berenstain Bears Aww. album or something yeah. like that. Or, it's yeah. so cute. And Brad, we have uh, 745 people in our group right now. Wow, that's and insane. I, I did want to go back really quick to the scam. Uh, you posted, you said something in your post about it, about uh, if someone is selling items and they ask you to do a certain type of sale or buy, oh, I can't remember what you said. Friends and family on PayPal. So what is friends and family? So that's like if you want to give money or you're, you're like your me and you like we're friends so mm-hmm. if i want to pay you for something i pay you friends and family and there's no fees taken out on either side oh so if you buy something you don't buy it friends and family and then there's buyer protection so the buyer the seller pays the fee but in return the buyer's protected brad did i explain that properly <laughs> yeah that's correct so it's a way of it's a it's a fast way of transferring money with no f- extra fees, but there's no protection. So if a scammer is selling and they get you to do friends and family, then uh, you can't you have no recourse. There's nothing yeah. you can do. So the friends and family side of PayPal is like Venmo, and actually PayPal yeah. owns Venmo. Mm-hmm. Um, but PayPal originated and continues to be primarily for business. So any transaction that you do on PayPal, if if you say that it is for like merchandise, um, there's buyer protection because mm. the assumption is you're buying or selling to somebody you don't know personally. Yeah. Um, and one thing the scammers do is they they tell you, hey, do you mind? Like, can I just, let's just do this friends and family? That way neither one of us have any fees. But then if you ever, like, re- once you get scammed, there's no recourse for you. And really no recourse, like all the way to the bank, yeah, uh, filing a claim level like there's n- absolutely nothing you can do to get your money back, no matter how much what avenue you take. So someone was out a lot of money in our group, unfortunately. Yeah. And so like and so if you do it through eBay, if you do it through non friends and family, then you can say, like, I got scammed, I got taken and they you can there's a good chance you can get your money back. Not only a good chance, I, I almost feel like a 100 percent chance. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the person who, the last one I saw, the one I saw was someone claiming that their spouse had passed away and yeah. that they had a, so are they stealing photos of other people's collections, like off eBay and stuff and just. Yeah. So I was able to track down, um, the actual items on eBay that this person had just stolen. So it was, it was fairly sophisticated because they didn't just like find stock photos by doing a Google search. They went onto an actual active eBay listing and pulled the pictures off of there so it looked more authentic yeah and another thing they did is i think they would ask the collectors like hey do you collect anything else and they just happened to have these other collections of the other things that people collected so this was a really clever person i really brad i feel like that person that came with the dwarf book was the same person yeah oh for sure yeah the what book Someone came into the group uh, a week later and was trying to sell a Mike Mike Bernstein book. It wasn't Dwarfs; it's some other series. Dwarks. Oh, I saw Dwarks. that. Dwarks. I saw that Dwarks. when it was posted. Yeah, and 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 the seller would not identify himself. It didn't have any like real friends. Didn't have an actual profile picture. Um, the name was not a, not a real name. Um, and I challenged him both through some private messages and by commenting publicly in the group. And then eventually, uh, Jeremy just kicked him out. Mm. I sent I sent the seller that scammed people a thousand dollar request on PayPal 
and they denied it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so buyer beware, I guess, and do your, uh, you know, I guess do your due diligence. Uh, but I would say that like the majority of the people on that group are on the up and up and they're pretty passionate and they're pretty oh, friendly yeah. and, uh, willing to help out. You got, you got some pretty active collectors there now and some pretty big collections going yep. on. Uh, do you feel threatened at all? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, no. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I mean, but the reality is, is once in a while they do get lucky. Like there are people in the group who've picked up an item that's really, really air, um, rare and they've just sort of stumbled upon it by dumb luck and they didn't mm-hmm. even realize how rare it was. And wow. that's always going to happen, right? Yeah. But no one, no one has collections as extensive and detailed and complete is what we have and know as much about them. Right. Uh, and I think that's really important. Like if people really want to know the rarity or value of an item, you got to come to, to Brad or Jeremy because um, no one else really can, can, can do that for you. I something that's really sweet. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. I say something that's really sweet is if Brad or I says like, Hey, we're going to bid on something. People really do step out of the way and respect that our collections are, you know, the comprehensive. So they don't, I shouldn't say this on the record, but they don't have to be that way. And I really appreciate that they are. Yeah. I think people are pretty respectful and, uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a very, it's a very diverse group of people. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just proof that the bears transcend all walks of life and all ages and backgrounds and people just love getting on there and enjoying the bears. So that's the, uh, what's it, what's the group called again? I can never remember the name of it. Berenstain bears. Collectors and fans. fans. That's right. I remember it used to just be collectors, yeah. but then you then you opened your arms up to people like me who, uh, <laughs> who were just fans. And Brad, remember when we made that group? Like, did you ever think it would turn into like the hub for collecting? It's so it's pretty cool. Like, I love it. It is. It is pretty cool. And I'm it was your idea. I do believe you were like, we got to create a Facebook group. Right. Yeah. yeah. And every so often we'll get that eager person like, I'd love to be an admin if if you let me and I would never turn over control to it. Like Phil, if you wanted to be, I think you're the only person in the universe. God, I would never, I would never be the admin of a Facebook group. That sounds like a nightmare. That is thankless work. I (laughs) am an administrator and moderator of several groups and it's so frustrating and time consuming. It's horrible. I am the least confrontational person in the world. I would simply (laughs) delete the entire group rather than uh, deal with a problematic person. I would just be like, we're done. We're closed. I feel like me and Brad are like good cop, bad cop. (laughs) Which is which though? Which is which? Um, well, I'm usually the good cop. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're always the good. You're so yeah. nice to people. Yeah. And you I put me say, in check a lot. Brad puts me in check and like, take it down a notch, go off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jer- Jer- Jeremy will private message me. And he's like, I'm going to say this. I'm like, well, why don't you just like wait? <laughs> yeah. You're always right. I've gotten better over time. Keep it in messenger. Uh, I would say yep. your next step should be a, a Berenstain Bears collectors and fans Instagram page. It's just showing off your collections. I do. And you know what? There's a lot of um, pop culture nostalgia on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I think I think with the right hashtagging, we could build a pretty big following. I think. Oh, I think let's do it, right. Brad. Let's we do can, it. We can share the password and I'll post stuff. I love it. I love it. Let's do, do it. Do an Instagram. Right. I think you could. I think you guys could do good. I follow a lot of collectible 
collectible Instagrammers just who like to post their stuff and they get big audiences and people really wax nostalgic for it. And uh, yeah, I think you could, I think you could have a success on your hands. Oh, Phil, you should send us um, just a couple of the uh, accounts that you follow. I'll try tagging some of those. Once we create our account, we'll try to connect with some of those people. Because if we can get like someone to share one of our posts to their story, oh my gosh, we would take oh off. <laughs> You'll have people looking at your stuff all over the place. This uh, is how pathetic I am. I shouldn't even say this publicly, but I will because I don't care about making a fool of myself. But I had a pretty robust Instagram at one time. And then I said, I'm deleting all my social media. I'm, I'm done with social media. And then I got voted, uh, I got nominated for biggest influencer in Tampa. So the day after I deleted, I got nominated biggest influencer. But I made <laughs> oh another Instagram. <laughs> oh no. But I made like, another Instagram, but my original Instagram, the Berenstein Bears, followed me back. So with my with my bear tail between my legs, I emailed our, our friend Eleanor. I said, Will you please follow me back? You used to follow me, and now I made a new account and I'm just not as cool. So please take me back. I wonder how many people in Tampa also deleted their Instagram when they found out that their favorite influencer deleted his social media. It's like, oh, oh, now everyone is deleting their social media. So right. I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> this guy's so influential, he doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even need social media to be an influencer. Exactly. Isn't that embarrassing, though, that I emailed him? Like, please follow me back. But she very kindly did. Eleanor so is the kindest person on yeah, the planet. She is. Yeah. Oh, and by the way. Speaking of kind of what's new and great, I, um, I love this book, this I Can Read It All By Myself, yeah. The History of the Beginner Books. Phenomenal it's book. It's really, really good. It's really good. And, and uh, the author is a great guy. I listened to your interview, and even though you had some technical issues with that interview, um, it was still like super awesome. Yeah. I say, if you, got the, if you got the spare change, I can read it all by myself by Paul V. Allen. Great read. Phil, you know what else would be well worth it if you're looking to pick up another piece of, of um, pop culture media is uh, Jeremy Gloff's new album oh, well, I that was is just about gonna say, to drop. Let's talk about where our, where our listeners can find you guys. Jeremy, tell us about this new album. Right. Well, since the last time we met, I also started a podcast called yes. Phonogenics 101, which uh, we talked about a Joni Mitch album for four and a half hours. The other mm -hmm. thing. So... Uh, I'm tired. Like, Phil, I feel your pain with the podcast thing now. I totally can relate. And I have a new album coming out. Uh, Brad was almost on it, but the ships just did not pass. So, Brad, you're going to definitely be on my next album. No, I was supposed to um, um, play horn on, wow. on a track. And it just, like, it was it was crazy. It was busy. It yeah. didn't happen. But I did already pre-order my album, so I can't wait until, Thank I you. think it's August 8th it comes yes. out. And which it's what my twenty third album. Twenty third. It's called "Burn It Up, Turn It Up," and it's a it's very, it's a bold piece of work. That's all awesome. <laughs> awesome. And where can our listeners find it? Uh, and it's available on all platforms. All platforms. Yep. Uh, highly recommended. And <laughs> uh, and your, the name of your podcast is what again? Phonogenics one hundred and one. Phonogenics. It's on YouTube. So yes, that's does that count I've seen as a it. podcast. Of course it counts as a podcast. Okay. It's a bunch of faces and people are talking about things. <laughs> and Bradley, where can our listeners find your work? Well, you can always go to Berenstain Bears Collectors dot com and that's um if you're into the berenstain bears uh that is a great resource it's the only place in the world on the internet to find a complete list of all of the berenstain bears books um and ephemera 
and activity books. So I encourage you to check it out. I also, um, on that blog, uh, feature collectibles and um, other items. So if people are looking to learn more about whether it's puzzles or ceramics or board games, check out BerenstainBearsCollectors.com. It's such a great site. I use it so often for reference. So Brad, I just love your site. I use it every week, yep. uh, except when I'm on break, like I have been and haven't thought about the Berenstain Bears. The thing about that site, though, I do have to say, because I, I was bidding out a sticker book on eBay and Brad has a, a page on the website, like the rarest items. And that item is the the go to picture of this page. So I'm like, oh, I hope no one sees this. This week. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for me, you can find this show, of course, at BerenstainBearCast.org, or you can find it on Twitter at BStainBearCast. You can find me at P. Corey Gonzalez on Twitter. Or if you want to hear me talk about other things, go to, you can find me on my podcast, Pizza Toast, where me and Christy Admiral talk about, well, we usually talk about the Babysitter's Club, but as we're waiting for the new season to premiere on Netflix, we have been talking about the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants series. We are about to cover book number two. We're covering the movies and who knows what we'll cover after that. Or you can listen to me on It's Del Toro Time that I do with my child, Willow, where we discuss the movies and influences of Guillermo del Toro. We just did uh, The Changeling with George C. Scott, and we will be doing the ninth configuration, the directorial debut of William Peter Blatty soon. So uh, check it out if you like sci-fi horror movies or if you like The Babysitter's Club. Uh, I talk about those things as well. And gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this week. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. Uh, and uh, for everyone else out there, I will see you. Wait, yes, I forgot how the show ended. Uh, I, will, I will see you all next time. Deep, deep in, in Bear Country. country. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that together so it sounds like we're saying it at the same time. I don't think it's going to be possible. <laughs> <laughs>